Hello and welcome to the Black Millennial Revolution. My name is Kiana Michelle, also known as Key, and you are tuned in here to another episode at the Black Millennial Revolution. What is going on, everyone? Very happy to be back here with you all for another episode. On today's episode, I really wanted to discuss with you all the hardships of entrepreneurship and the things that people just don't tell you. And in this glamorized social media world that we're living in, I know that entrepreneurship is a career path that tends to be highly glamorized. And I really just wanted to share with the community that it's not easy, but I'm not saying any of this to make anyone that is currently on that quest to be an entrepreneur or thinking about being an entrepreneur. I'm not saying any of my hardships to deter you. Never will that be the case. I am honestly sharing my hardships to motivate you. And so that you all can learn from the things I had to deal with so that you all don't have to go through any of them. So I'm an entrepreneur. I have been working on my resale fashion brand since 2018. Um, That has been my sole, sole career path. I've had other side gigs that I was doing here and there, but that has been my sole career path. That has been my main focus and what I have been focusing on since August of 2018. And although it's been tremendously rewarding, it truly has been to just step out on my own and to have faith in myself. It has also been so difficult, so difficult of a journey. And you know that saying, ignorance is bliss. (laughs) That's definitely how I feel about how I looked at entrepreneurship. I literally jumped and leaped into entrepreneurship, y'all, thinking I would jump and I would be able to swim, 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 swim my way to shore. Y'all, I jumped. Bop! And hit rock bottom. Hit rock bottom. And I want to just share with you all three things that I learned um, that were hardships for me. That I definitely think that if I share this with anyone, anyone that's listening, it will definitely change their journey for the better. So the first, I would say this is a tip. The first tip that I would suggest for any upcoming entrepreneur, anyone that's currently an entrepreneur, is don't be someone that gets stuck in isolation. So what I mean by that is don't push away all your fam, all your friends, your social life, your life, just to focus on your career path. That was what I was doing. I wanted to focus on my career path so much and so badly. I wanted to monetize my blog. I wanted to grow my brand. I just had visions, high visions for it. And some of them were highly unrealistic for that year. But at the same time, I am a dreamer. And I believe that if you want to go after your dreams in life, then you have to be crazy and dream some crazy dreams. So at the same time, although I am a dreamer, 
I was isolating myself and that isolation did a lot of harm to me than good. Um, I would say the good aspect of it was the fact that I began to, you know, really become one with myself, really focus and really realize that I needed to put myself first. But although that, although I realized I needed to put myself first, I also realized that being in isolation for so long isn't healthy and you also get stuck in being in isolation you also after a while don't even really want to push yourself out there and hang out with the people that matter to you the most you start to get anxious more you start to feel down all of a sudden and those are things that i don't think any entrepreneur on their journey should have to deal with Um, i really believe in the saying work hard and play hard and on your path as an entrepreneur Don't lose your life. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. You know, I I also would use a lot of the excuse that I didn't have a lot of money. I was going through my own financial issues. And so I'm the type of person, if I don't have a lot of money, I don't want to go out. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to be there showing my face because in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I could be figuring out how to make money. I could be figuring out how to push forward in my career and be stable. I need to feel stable, you know? But at the same time, this is life. And they're, they're not, nothing is going to be perfect all the time. It's, it's, it's in, or ever. But I think, you know, it's just so important to keep that in mind that isolation can be detrimental. Isolation can be healthy, but it can also have an unhealthy state. Um, Work hard, but play hard as well. That is definitely a tip that I want to share with you all. So that's the first one. The second one would be to move in silence. And I know that that's probably like, Key, you just said, don't say too much in isolation. But now you're telling me to move in silence? Yeah, move in silence. Move in silence. And there's several reasons why. When you're on this path of entrepreneurship, y'all, there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to be applauding for you. And it's going to be very eye-opening for you. You're going to really realize who is for you and who is not for you. And also you're going to realize that a lot of people are not going to understand this path if they're not an entrepreneur. They're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. You're going to hear people say, oh, when are you going to get a real job? As if what you're doing isn't your real job, isn't your real career path. You're going to have people that just aren't going to understand your journey or your path or what you're trying to do or what you're trying to be. You're going to realize that If you do tell certain people some things that you're trying to do, it's not going to happen or it's not going to happen the way you want it to happen. Because number one, I believe that when you move in silence, things will work out better for you. I feel like oftentimes as human beings, when we state what we're trying to do to others, it's almost as if we believe we've already done it. So we don't work as hard for it. Or number two, if we state what we're trying to do to others, sometimes those people can be rooting against you and you don't even know that. They can be rooting against you. And don't get me wrong, for the people that are spiritual and believe in God, 
God is going to bless you no matter what. What's meant for you is for you. But at the same time, God will teach you in this path of entrepreneurship who ain't for you. And God will also teach you the power of moving in silence. That you don't need to be validated all the time. You need to validate yourself. You need to be the person patting yourself on the back. You need to be the person that is proud of yourself. You don't need to be looking to everybody like, hey, where are my cheerleaders? I need people to cheer for me. I need people to root me on. Moving in silence is strength. Moving in silence shows resiliency. Moving in silence shows confidence in one's self. So move in silence. I'm not stating that don't get help if you need help. That's, that's not what I'm saying here. But moving in silence is important. So on that note, number three is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I know oftentimes many entrepreneurs think that they can do it all. They can do it all. And I was and still am oftentimes one of those people where I believe, man, I, I can do it all. But I cannot do it all. I, I, if, if you really want your vision to be big and grand, then you're going to need other hands helping you out. You're going to need other people helping you out. You're going to need other brains implementing other ideas into your vision. And that's something I had to realize. There is nothing wrong with asking for help. And I know oftentimes in the black community and then in the Caribbean community, because y'all know I am Caribbean as well. People don't like to ask for help. My mother never likes to ask for help, never likes to ask for help. And I grew up watching my mother push through her own struggles and her own battles without asking for help. And she will even stay idle and asking for help. Even my father, she would never even like to ask my father for help. Asking him for help was literally like grinding your own bare teeth on a chalkboard. I know that was a weird analogy, y'all, but it came to my mind. (laughs) Ah, I know some of y'all like, Key, what was that? (laughs) But honestly, you all, she just never liked asking for help. And I know many black men and black women are like that. Black people can be like that. We just don't like asking for help. And what's crazy is also I realized that we black people, we are a type of people where when we fail, we we become really hard on ourselves. We don't like to fail because society hasn't really given us a chance to fail. We don't give ourselves a chance to fail. Oftentimes, our family members don't give us a chance to fail. And that's a bad thing, you know? 
So we could just be so hard on ourselves thinking, oh, we, we can't give ourselves a chance to fail. We can do it all. We don't want to ask anyone for help. But I'm here to tell you, ask people for help early on. I honestly believe that if I asked people for help early on, I wouldn't have went through so many of the struggles that I went through. Ask people for help. I know I stated that there were only going to be three, but one just came to my mind that I must share. So this is going to be a bonus one. This is going to be number four. Number four, the bonus one is going to be before you jump out and take this leap on this path of entrepreneurship. Number one, make sure you have a good amount of cushion of money already saved up. Number two, make sure that your business is already generating enough income. Or number three, have a part-time job that you enjoy and that is teaching you valuable skills. So I state that because I didn't do any of those things, any of those things at all. I hopped out. I had money saved, but I didn't have a good amount of cushion. I didn't have a good amount of cushion of money saved. I had money saved, but not a cushion of money. That even if I paid off bills, I still had enough money to implement into my dreams. Number two, as I stated before, making sure that your business idea is already generating money. I did not do that. I hopped out in the beginning stages of my business idea without even knowing, oh, is this going to generate money? Because I didn't care. I'm someone that is a risk taker. So I said, you know what? I'm hopping out now. It's either now or never. I'm in my 20s. I have to do this now because I'm the type of person I don't want to live with, you know, life with regret. I don't, I don't want to look back and think, oh, I didn't jump out. I... But at the same time, here I am thinking, you know, I'm not upset at myself for jumping out, but I wish that I at least was generating money in this business idea before I jumped out of my full-time position. And that goes on to number three that I stated, having a part-time job or a full-time job, if you still want to have your full-time job, that you enjoy though, and that is teaching you valuable skills. And why I state that is because before I hopped out on this path of entrepreneurship, I was working at a job, y'all, that I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand the position. I was tired of being known as the office Obama, literally everybody turning to me and um, letting me know all the problems going on in the office. I have to defend people. And don't get me wrong. Those are things that I like to do. I like to defend people and stick up for people and be the voice for the people. But when there's nastiness going on in the organization, I'm talking about the HR sending one of the employees dick pics, trying to get him to mess around with him. I'm talking about some really nasty things. You are racism and sexism going on. My spirit couldn't handle that. My spirit couldn't handle that. And I was so scarred by that position and the nastiness that was going on and the fact that it's such a well-known organization in Boston and this is what is going on within, I said, you know what? Uh-uh-uh. I don't want to work for anybody. I'm hopping out and I'm going to do my own thing. I don't even want a part-time job. I, I-, I just got to do this-, this thing on my own. But 
at the same time, I wish before I hopped out that I had a part-time job that one, I enjoyed and two, was teaching me valuable skills because it got to a point that there were times where I was like, okay, I'm making money, but I have to make more money. So I do need to get a part-time job just to make more money. And I would get, I remember the first part-time job I got was at a host and I don't, you know, I don't want to be no damn host. And, and, but at the same time I said, you know what, this job is going to build character. My uncle would always say that to me, jobs build character. It doesn't matter what type of job it is. It will build your character. And I said, you know what? He's right. At the same time, I realized that yes, certain jobs will build your character, but certain jobs will also keep you stagnant. And that host position, it was a stagnant position. And at the same time, I was also witnessing racism and sexism and once again, having to be another office Obama. In this case, it wasn't even an office because I was a restaurant, so a restaurant Obama. And I ended up leaving that position again. So I I don't think it's bad if you want to have a job or part-time job while you're in this path of entrepreneurship at all. I, I, I definitely don't. Um, I actually would recommend it. At the same time, I also recommend that job, a part-time job, be a position that is going to teach you valuable skills and be a position that actually is along the lines of what you're trying to do. I had another part-time job in the summer that I was working at and it was at a black conscious store. And although I um, don't want to open up my own black conscious store, I do want to have a career path that is focusing on the advancement of black people. I do want to have a career path that is focused on the empowerment of black people and the betterment of black people. And that was my first black owned um, business um, career. Like, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was my first black owned business professional career path that I had. Um, I, I never worked at a black owned business before. It was an amazing experience. I love the fact that I was constantly, constantly around black people. I love the fact that, you know, I was able to witness black people come into the store and have these rich, rich, rich discussions and even sometimes heated discussions pertaining to issues about the black community. I would, you know, just watch these people as they come in and, you know, discuss things going on in the black community. And what was beautiful about it is it was such a representation of the black diaspora. You would have people that were black from Boston, people that were Caribbean from Boston, people that were African from Boston, people that are Afro-Latinas from Boston, all coming together, young, old men and women all coming together and talking about things pertaining to the black community. And I always thought that was powerful. Even hood dudes would come in and, and would jump into these discussions. You know, that, th- that, that was powerful to me. And even having black people come in and say to me, you know, your voice, the way you speak is different. Your voice is different. You need to get your voice out. You need to get your voice out. I always say to people, um, when black people tell me positive things about myself, I do listen. I do listen. 
Um, even when they don't really know what they're trying to say, I do listen because I know that's God's way of telling me something. That's God. That's God trying to tell me something. So that, that experience was life changing. And although it wasn't, um, like, you know, my ideal career, it was, I'm, I'm, it's not resale fashion. It still is, you know, it has to do with black people and, and what I want to do has to do with black people. And I was able to really realize like, you know what? You need to get your voice out. You need to speak to the people. I was able to realize what happens when black people comes together and the power of unity amongst black people. I was able to see what happens when black people come together and have rich discussions about the black community. I, I loved that you all. I just loved it. I loved it. So... I say that once again to say that if you are going to have a part-time job, don't just get any part-time job just for money. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Don't just say, you know what, I'm on this path of entrepreneurship, but I'm going to get a, a part-time job just to get some money or uh, a full-time job just to get some money. Don't do that to yourself. Make sure that this part-time job or this full-time job is going to teach you skills. Even if you want to be an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, that's fine. But make sure you want to be an Uber driver and you want to be a Lyft driver because there are certain skills you're trying to learn from that position. Make sure it's just not a money thing. Because it's not going to be fulfilling. It it isn't going to be fulfilling. And, And to be transparent, you want to feel fulfilled on your path of entrepreneurship. You want that feeling. That's what matters the most. So I hope this helps you all. I really do. And I am rooting for each and every one of you all. I'm rooting for everybody that is trying to be an entrepreneur, everybody that is an entrepreneur right now, anybody that is thinking about being an entrepreneur, I am rooting for you. And I mean that. Don't give up. I, before I go, I want to share this story so you all can realize why I am rooting for all of us and I don't want any of us to give up. In December of 2019, I went to a a talk that they had at the Boston Public Library in Copley. And it's the flagship library for Boston Public Libraries in Boston. And so at this particular library, there is a business portion of the library where it's the Kirstine Business Library. And so they have um, mentors that support people with um, their businesses. They have different workshops and classes. They have books. It's definitely really great and just a great space for entrepreneurs to come and gather and to unite and to learn from each other. And on this particular occasion, they had a talk by a very well-known entrepreneur by the name of Johnny. He owns a store on Newberry Street in Boston called Johnny Cupcakes. And some of you all listening might be very familiar with him if you aren't from Boston. I know you all from Boston already are familiar with him. Um, But for the the ones that are listening that aren't from the city of Boston, you may have heard of him. But I definitely recommend looking him up because he is one of the youngest entrepreneurs and he started off his path of entrepreneurship as a kid. It's, his story is so fascinating, so fascinating to me. 
And as I was there in the lecture hall and sitting in the lecture hall, I turn over to my left and I see coming down the stairs, my neighbor. And my neighbor is a crippled man and he um, is, you know, someone that is very much so to himself, um, but he is such a nice, nice, nice man. Every time you see him, he's always greeting you, always saying hi. Um, but I don't know too much about him. But that day I learned enough about him. When I saw him walking down those stairs, walking down the stairs to sit all the way in the front to listen to Johnny Cupcakes speak and share his journey as an entrepreneur. It motivated me to see him there because we come from the same hood and we live in the same building. And when I saw him there, I smiled at him and I said, hey, what's going on? It's so good to see you here. And he turned to me and said, oh my gosh, hey, how are you? And after the talk, I wasn't able to speak to him because he went over to talk to Johnny and I had went over to do other things because I had to also leave. But recently I ended up seeing him and I said to him, you know, I always wanted to ask you when I saw you at the talk that day, I was so happy to see you. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to open up your own business? And he said, yeah, I'm actually trying to do my own t-shirt company. Um, so that's why I wanted to go and, you know, learn more about Johnny because he has his own t-shirt company. And I just started to smile. I started to smile. I said to him, you know what? I commend you. I am rooting for you and never give up. Never give up. Never give up. I, I, I kept saying it so much that I found myself getting a little choked up and a little emotional as I was saying it to him because I thought it was just so powerful that both of us from the same hood, despite anything that we see or what we go through around here, we still are pushing for more. Two black people still pushing for more. And as I said, my neighbor is a crippled man. And I know people have their own judgments and their own ideas about disabled people. But he is still pushing for more. He did not allow his disability to hinder him in any way. He is still pushing for more. And to me, that is powerful. So as I stated before, I'm rooting for everybody. I agree with Issa Rae when she says I'm rooting for everybody black. I'm rooting for everybody. And I pray that you all have a prosperous year. The journey may be tough, but don't give up on yourself. Don't doubt yourself and always believe in yourself. Always know that things will get better with time. Always remember that. And I mean that. I thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode. As always, please share this episode with your friends and even your family members. Share this episode, comment on this episode, and let me know how you all are feeling about this episode. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. And I hope you all have a great one. Bye now.